The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited to have you here for this episode today because it is another episode in my series, Training for the London Marathon, and today we're going to be covering a topic that was very highly requested, and yeah, I'm just really excited to jump into it. Welcome, welcome. First, I'll just start by saying that while I said that it was very highly requested, it wasn't like super highly requested. Like I don't have some insane following on social media. I am well aware of that, but this is just something that a few people had commented about as well as someone that had asked on TikTok and I did like a full video on it. And I thought the timing was kind of perfect just as I'm kind of finishing my second week of marathon training. And when you start a new training plan, it always kind of feels like you're starting at like square one, or at least it does for me. And so Previous to my last half marathon race, I was running about 30 to 40 miles a week. And so at this point, I think Strava said I ran something like, yeah, wow, 23 miles, which doesn't sound like very much. But at the same time, I think that my body is definitely still recovering from last weekend's challenge, which if you haven't listened to that episode, it's just before this one. I ran a mile every hour for 24 hours. And that was something that was pretty insane and pretty intense. But But honestly, it was a really good challenge. And in that episode, I'll link it in the show notes of this episode. But I compared it to the David Goggins challenge because I did that back in March and just kind of similarities, differences and preferences. And so yeah, I had recently put out a kind of poll type of a post on the podcast Instagram. And if you don't follow us yet, we're just at Resiliency and Running. I also, I always say us or we, and it's literally just me that runs the podcast. And I don't know who else, I don't know what I'm referring to anyways, but I basically was asking what you want to see in future episodes for my London Marathon training series, and the resounding kind of common answer was asking how to start running and essentially like how to start running as a beginner. And I personally love this question just because I feel like I've had some experience now running, and I don't feel like I'm a a professional by any means, but I also wouldn't call myself a beginner necessarily, but for quite some time, Time, I think that I held myself at that beginner stage. So I know a lot about it, I'd say. And I think because I was kind of keeping myself in that beginner stage for so long, I kind of eventually was able to kind of figure out like a routine for myself. And I think that that's something that beginners typically kind of need to just, you know, put feelers out and kind of see how your body responds to running. Because I know that people that are just starting out can feel the soreness quite quickly. There was actually a question or like a more so a comment 
that I had gotten on TikTok during my challenge and it was this girl talking about how she was kind of getting back into running and she couldn't get over like the soreness in her quads and I kind of did like a response video talking about how that's totally normal and how um, I was kind of comparing it to how I've recently started playing soccer again on a co-ed team here in London um, and they call it football here definitely but I after the first time that I played I hadn't played in like a few years since college and the my shins and my ankles were so freaking sore and just sore for days but that's just it's a normal thing that when like you don't you start doing something that you haven't done for quite a while or if it's like a brand new sport if you're like brand new to running just expect that muscle soreness is probably going to be a lot more a lot worse in the beginning than it kind of over time I think that it gets better and better and I'd say that like now I'm definitely in a place where I don't get sore super often but that also kind of comes that pairs with the fact that I try and foam roll and stretch quite often too so I think that you kind of have to also implement and make sure that um, you have some sort of a stretching routine or some sort of a routine where you're kind of practicing active recovery and taking care of your body and your muscles. So yeah I guess that was kind of going to be my like point number two or step number two but my first point was going to be just start and this is something that I also outlined in one of my TikTok videos answering questions and comments is people who are so keen to start running I think you kind of have this like block in your head that's telling you or some some voice that's telling you that you can't and for so long I always told myself that I couldn't run more than a 10k and I've spoken about this routine that I was in kind of for years and I was very stagnant in my running and just wasn't really looking to improve. I wasn't looking to challenge myself at all and I just kept telling myself for some reason that I couldn't run more than a 10k and I never even tried. I never gave myself the opportunity to try and then as soon as my one of my old bosses told me to start training for a half marathon and just try it and I couldn't, I can't tell you what it feels like to kind of overcome those fears or or those quote-unquote impossible things that your brain tells you or that you tell yourself. And I think that you're really the only person that stands in the way between you and starting that thing that you've been wanting to start, but you keep putting off for so long. Obviously, I think that this whole kind of mindset or notion can be applied to a lot of different things in life, but for the purpose of this episode, just want to focus on, you know, if you really want to start running and maybe you've never run before, maybe you've only ever run a mile, two miles, three miles, you can still start and just you never know where it'll take you. And I think if you had told me a few years ago that I would be running marathons, I would have told you that you're a liar because I a marathon was like one of those things that was always on my list of like my impossible list or like my bucket list, I guess, but like things that seemed very out of my reach. And so like along with a marathon on that list, it was like, it's like write a book and travel the world and like do all these things. And so it's it's it would be very weird if you were to tell me past me that was running you know two to three miles during the week um, here and there on some days and then a 10k every weekend that I would be able to you know almost triple that mileage I would have told you that you're lying and starting can look different for everyone maybe some people are really looking for like something more structured and you can look for training plans online. I've followed a few different ones from runnersworld.com or .org, I think. I'll leave it a link in the show notes, but 
a lot of free training plans on there that have really helped me in my running personally. There might be people that would be looking to do the Couch to 5K program. I know of friends that have done that and been successful in that. And it kind of just depends on what your goals are and what you're looking for. So I think kind of sitting down with yourself and writing down what you want to accomplish with your running is really important in kind of starting running. And while you're kind of sitting down and writing your goals and what you'd like to accomplish, my third point is figuring out what your why is. And I know that that can sound like really deep or something, but I think for me, I've always just found it really important to kind of find purpose in things that I'm doing and make sure that I'm not just doing them to get a certain time or to get, you know, faster. I mean, that can be, you know, your goals if you want like longer term, but I think there needs to be some underlying reason of why you want to run. And for me, it's something that really helps with my anxiety and my mental health. And it really helps me de-stress and kind of just, especially when I'm starting my days with it, it really helps me just start my day off on the right note. But I think like on a more personal note, running is really meaningful to me because I've spoken about this before. I had an eating disorder when I was younger. I used and abused running in a really negative way. And so running has become this passion of mine because as something that I used to really view and use as a negative form of weight loss, I've really looked at running more as like a passion and something that you can really put your heart into. And when you're learning about nutrition and things like that, there's just so many different elements that I never knew about running before. And it's also just really honestly, if I'm being super honest here, it's gotten me through a lot of really tough times, whether that be boys or heartbreak or friend breakups. It really, really helps with that mental health element. So I think just figuring out what your why is and figuring out why you want to run will help you continue to find that motivation and find that purpose to wake up every morning or evening to go for that run. Because I think a lot of people really can struggle with that motivation factor as well. And I think that a lot of what running is, is finding that inspiration and motivation within yourself. Because, you know, you you might be following a program like Couch to 5K or following one of those programs where you have a coach in your ear. But at the end of the day, it really just is you going for that run. And if this is something that you want to pursue longer term, I really think think that this element of finding your purpose is really, really important and kind of elongating, if you will, like this hobby, this passion, however you view running. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, please make sure to check out that donation link in the show notes of this episode. I am running with the Miles for Miracles team with Boston Children's Hospital and the London Marathon this year. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please do leave a review for the podcast because it really helps. And make sure to follow the podcast on TikTok and Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running. But I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye!